Bienvenidos to Merendeando, part of Radio Aluna Theater. For the rest of the season, we are taking you behind the scenes of the Rutas Festival and chatting with some of the people who made it possible. This episode, we're talking to Maria Paula Carreño, who was in charge of outreach for the festival, and to Maria Escolán, who was the translator and narrator of Pequeños Territorios and the assistant director and unexpected understudy for Children of Fire. Let's get started. Maria Paula, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Please, can you tell us more about your role as outreach and marketing in the festival and how does this role function before the festival and then during the festival? So first of all, thank you. It's really beautiful and exciting to, to share more about the process. It's cool for anyone who's curious like to know about these roles. So I'm so honored and thank you for trusting me with not messing this up and <laughs> wanting to learn more. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess my title was specifically outreach. Uh, marketing, I'm, I'm guessing, is probably like the big umbrella that I fall under. But there are definitely so many different branches. There was social media. There was like on-site po posters that were, you know, actually posted around the city. Mm -hmm media connections, newsletters, photos, videos, all those things. We had like other players involved, right? Like Renato Valdin, Trevor Schuelnes, Chico Pacheco, the team at Nui Blanche, our PR people, Victor Terces, Alejandra Higuera, Ana. What I really took care of mostly was of that personal and direct outreach, like the one-on-one -on -one direct contact. I was that person that people could reach out to and they could get an immediate response from our team. And he was working on building connections and assisting on that daily basis, one-on-one, -on, -one, on the phone, on email, in person. So I personally contacted embassies, community centers, schools, uh, volunteers, theater goers, the already existing Aluna family. I wrote letters of invitation, connected other cities outside of Toronto. And because I speak Spanish, I took care of Spanish outreach, translating, connecting Spanish media, helping build relationships with cross promotion, making sure volunteers were also on board as part of the outreach as our ambassadors. I assisted in providing complimentary tickets, taking care of audiences like on site, being at the venues as much as possible and welcoming people in, just building those connections that turned theater artists, lovers, supporters, theater goers into members of the Aluna family. Mm. That was my main thing. If somebody that's listening to this, the things that you mentioned, they're like, that's something that I like to do. That's something that I aspire to do. How does somebody, how they can start so then they can be the outreach person for a festival? That's an interesting question because my journey is probably different than a lot of other, like everyone has their own journey, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. For me, I think it came from doing production work. Like I, I've been a producer for other shows and a producer for my own shows. And then I've also, uh, I guess I'm a people person. So I've also done like events and I've, you know, I've worked like hosting things and, you know, and I don't necessarily enjoy social media, but I enjoy what social media can achieve. Mm. So I'm very involved in like the social media aspect of things. So, you know, like in sort of, connecting all of those skills that's how I was mm. like yeah outreach sounds like something I can do in all honesty Aluna contacted me 
to ask me if this is something I would be interested in doing. So it's not even something I had, I had like thought of myself. Mm-hmm. It was a question that they posted for me. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, they know your skills. I think that's what you were saying. It's like, it's all the skills you already had. And then this job just happened to have all the skills that you already possess. Yeah. Your own like personal connections to Aluna and how that developed into like they being aware of what you do, which is like leads to our next question, but it's, it's a little bit more about your connection with Aluna and how you learn about Aluna Theater and what was the journey like to working with them at Rutas? Yeah, I... Thank you. I, I learned about Aluna when I was going to Humber College. I went there for acting for film and television. And my former teacher and coordinator at the time, John Bourgeois, he knew, of course, that I was that I am from Colombia and was aware of like my theater background. Mm. So he suggested that I contacted and connected with Bea and with Aluna. So I came into Aluna Theater in two, 2011 uh, while I was still going to school. And I became their intern to assist coordinating the Aluna Cafes. So that was a really interesting experience because I was very new to the country. I had Mm -hmm. no contacts, no knowledge of the industry here. So it was definitely an experience that taught me a lot. And that's how I learned about Aluna. And then the journey that brought me to Ruta specifically, I actually stepped away from the acting world for many years, which in turn kept me away from Aluna for a long time. And instead, I, I danced and I choreographed and I did some music projects and stuff until in 2017, I like reconciliated my relationship with the acting world. And I started to work on my own things, on my own projects for, for theater and for the screen. In 2017, I began my journey back into acting. And then in 2019, I brought a proposal for the Festival Caminos as an artist. And that's how I reconnected again with Aluna. Once my proposal got chosen in 2019, I stuck around and I, you know, I kept being present and I did some residencies with Aluna that I was very, very grateful to receive. Then I did Caminos again for 2021 with another artistic project. But then this year, I actually started producing by chance, someone that I met through Aluna, his name is Bats Racinos. Um, he did a show this year called Taos, the Art of Storytelling, and he invited me to produce the show. And I was like, okay, you only know me as an artist. Why would I be <laughs> producing your show? <laughs> he was like, listen, you're a great host and organizer. Like I've been to your get togethers at your place and you're like pretty good at organizing things. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and then I guess like he knew that I had self-produced some work. So he's like, I think you got what it takes. He just saw something in me. And then I like threw myself in there and took the risk. And then from there, I did other producing gigs with another, with other companies. And I guess like Bea and Trevor sort of kept an eye on me or, you know, maybe I made a good impression as a producer or something happened there, but they were kind of watching that. And then after I helped produce another, another performance arts festival in the summer, that's when they contacted me and they were like, mm, you know, like you seem to have a way with, uh, with these things and, and with people and, you know, how would you feel about being part of Rutas with outreach? And I was like, 
I mean, it's a new challenge and, and thank you for considering me. And here I am. It's amazing. I love that. I think that the, the being part of the Aluna family, they always, they keep an mm. eye on you to see like, hey, we always need people in this family. Like, come back. What do you want to learn? What do you want to do? And it's always, I mm. feel for me in this company, it's about learning. It's like, we see you have a, a skill. How can we make that skill grow? <laughs> yeah. And and about coming back to theater after a couple of years to live theater, what was one of the biggest challenges when you were working in the festival? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, was like that was so honest. An honest sigh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's honestly at the end of it all, you're just grateful, right? Like you're just grateful for the whole experience. But yes, mm. of course, like sometimes it can be like stressful and overwhelming and I think the biggest thing was that I learned so much during the pandemic on the digital world. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned like so much more about human connection, being more political, creating safe spaces. I became more knowledgeable, like equity practices, like about privilege, my own privilege. Yeah. You know, I met tons of beautiful people, but it was all digital. Mm -hmm. And then I had all these knowledge and all these beautiful things I acquired, but now I had to put them into practice face to face. And I felt like I didn't really know how to do that. So it's like having to be aware of my body language, the challenges of like transportation. I'd kind of forgotten about that. Yeah. You know, like how your body feels transferring your digital knowledge into like an interactive real world. Mm -hmm. It was an interesting transition. Yeah, just try like even just like making my own food and like <laughs> traveling to places and like and practicing self-care you know I had like a routine I had already made a routine for myself mm. being at home most of the time so all of that was very challenging and then there was a the part about COVID still being present and so like trying to be empathetic and compliant and committed to safe practices but also sort of being okay with we can leave that behind and give room to touching and hugging and sharing meals So it's just the whole thing just forced me to like sort of take like a daily time to ground myself and mm -hmm. to say like to not beat myself up because I kind of I did that a little bit in navigating all of that together. So I had to take time every day to remind myself mm -hmm. to be gentle with myself and be gentle with others and have even more patience because it was such a, such a transition for everybody. Yeah. yeah. And I think from like my own experience, like festival work, it's all over the place. And there is always a lot of challenges. Nothing goes as planned. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> But I think there's those like moments where you're like, oh, this is great. I'm so happy that I'm here. I'm so happy that I'm in this festival. I'm so happy that I get to see so much art. So is there a memory that stayed with you? One of the shows, uh, moments with the audience, moments with like your team, like a memory that you remember? Honestly, like many. <laughs> of course, I have, I have hmm. many beautiful favorite moments. But I would highlight that moment at the beginning of every show, like the first 15 minutes, that was everything to me. I would like look at the audience and, you know, while they're finding their seats and getting settled in and I would just like watch them, watch the houses just start to get fuller and fuller. And it was like, oh my gosh, just, just a result, a result of our collective effort, right? And then seeing like their little faces, like everyone's so eager and excited and like full of hope and anticipation. And then, you know, we see like the artists in behind the stage getting ready. And, you know, I know all the feels that you get being, you know, about to go on stage. And then like hearing the beautiful introductions and the excitement in those and that little like thanking the land and the little blurb about, you know, what's about to happen. And then 
like the lights go off and everyone's really quiet and like attentive and anticipating. And then the moment that like the show comes alive, like it's those first 15 minutes of all of that happening. Yeah. That yeah. is just, it always gave me that sensation of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like this is why we do what we do and it's all worth it. And every second invested, you know, it's all worth it. And we get to tell people's truths and we get to share people's legacies and celebrate people's existence. We get to share life. So just those 15 minutes before every single show, my favorite moments. So we know you're an artist because we saw your work on the Caminos Festival last year. So is there something that you learn while, while working in the festival that you will carry on to your own artistic practice? Yeah, I honestly, I learned a lot. Like I'm so used to being the artist on the stage or like on camera. I sometimes mm -hmm. can forget that there's like a whole team carrying us, <laughs> right? Like carrying us behind the scenes. So it, had made, it has made me even more grateful and thoughtful of everyone in the industry. Um, and even like, even more grateful about people like at home holding me and supporting me. I think it made me a lot more disciplined and more mm. focused, right? Because I had to run like such a tight, organized schedule in order to get everything done. And I think that as artists, we need that discipline and that focus so, so, so much. That's something that sometimes I can lack. So being in these roles really helped me like enforce my, my discipline. Um, and it, it reminded me of the beauty of the collective. Because during the pandemic, mm. we were so isolated and I did so many things by myself or like maybe once myself and one more person. But then it just reminded me of that, you know, of, of the collective as an artist as well. So that was beautiful, creating community to grow our industry, like all those things that are also part of being an artist. And it just, it connected me with other parts of myself. Aside from the things that I already knew as an artist, it connected me with other sides that are completely new to me and that just like deepen my own truth and in deepen it deepens information on who I am and what I can offer and then seeing the work of my colleagues was incredibly inspiring yeah. and it also just like opened my horizons and the possibilities of so many other things I can do as an artist So it was just incredible. Like even as an artist, even doing an office job, it still just broadened so many horizons and possibilities for me. We were talking about how after every show, sometimes Bea will turn at us and be like, what did you learn? Yes. <laughs> and, and I think she did it like once or twice. And then after every show in my own mind, I was like, what did you learn? Yes. <laughs> Because everything we saw this year, it was so different. Like it was mm -hmm. so different from each piece, but everything, as you're saying, it was so collaborative. It got such a like presence of this was an ensemble work. Everything, even though it was a solo show from time to time, it was an ensemble work. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the beauty of Rutas and also like the beauty of Aluna as a company, as a community that like you can feel this sense of community and this sense of we're here to like make you think every time you leave a show which leads to our next question rutas was born out of the desire to bring art from across the americas to toronto to encounter new perspectives voices and ideas and to engage in conversation about art and human rights what conversations or engagement do you hope the festival brought to our audiences 
I hope Rutas this year has ignited like even more of an intention to start conversations about blurring the lines between borders. Mm. Uh, not to not to make our struggles or our truths invisible or blurry, mm -hmm. but it's those divisive lines, you know, to continue that vision of coming together regardless of the differences. And and I truly believe, like I like I hope it helps us understand that when one struggles or when one succeeds, we are all directly or indirectly involved, affected, or triumphant. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a very clear message in Rutas this year. Seeing all the shows, there was this collective theme of what happens to one happens to all. And so it just doesn't matter how many borders human beings decide to perpetuate or decide to like create new. I hope that sharing these trans-American or even like trans-border stories have planted at least that seed in continuing these types of conversations about like oneness you know that's so beautiful <laughs> and we're coming to the end but every episode we ask our current guests to post a question to the next guest so we can keep the conversation going across practices and across borders question we have for you comes from the writer and performer of Siranush Lara Arabian and the question is what is the artistic risk that most excites you and terrifies you right now I'm honored to answer Lara's question specifically because she has a very special place in my heart. Lara was actually one of my former mentors back in 2010 uh, in school. I went to Sheridan for performing mm. arts and she was a teacher of mine then. And when I first worked with Aluna in 2011 for the Aluna Cafes, Lara actually came in to help me at one of the Aluna Cafes. I believe that that's how they connected, Lara and Aluna. And since then, I believe she just never left Aluna. So she's, I'm like, I did, right? Because <laughs> I left. So she's this like constant reminder for myself of commitment mm -hmm. and like of professionalism. She's incredibly an incredibly talented artist and creator and just a beautiful mentor. So just seeing her in Aluna and the Aluna family always brings back so many teachings for me. She's like this familiar, comfortable, warm space mm. for me so yeah so when I saw that I'm like oh got super excited <laughs> so anyway the artistic risk that most excites me and terrifies me right now would probably be to speak and portray my own stories yeah I'm working on a theater piece right now and up until now I've been portraying other people's work as an actor or I've done my own stories but in like I, I don't know if you both are familiar with any of my work. Well, I know you mentioned last year's work, mm -hmm. uh, Monica, but even like 2019, I've been working on stories with movement or even like silent work or I've used music or sounds or choreo, right? Like I've done like video narration, voiceovers, but I haven't yet fully put like my most personal stories in dialogue portrayed by me as an actor on the stage. I have yet to do that. And that's what I'm working on right now. So it's a very vulnerable place to be. So this question is very fitting because I'm literally facing like what most excites me and terrifies me. That's amazing. I think when you are doing something that excites you and terrifies you, you know it's going to be good. I hope. <laughs> I, might, I mean, I know it's going to be good for me, right? Like for my own development. I just hope that, you know, the audiences will feel the same way when it's out there. <laughs> you get to ask a question too. So 
what would you like to ask to the next guest? There's always something that I like to know about people and artists. What is it that makes you decide every day when you wake up to continue the journey of being in this industry? Yeah, and I think the question comes because I've walked away from the industry mm -hmm. from time to time. I mean, I've, I've always been a performer, but like there are parts of the industry that I've walked away from, right? Yeah. I know for myself what keeps me in it and what keeps me out of it. Mm -hmm. I'm always curious to learn, you know, how people feel about that and like what's their story in terms of that. It's an excellent question. A really good question. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you, Bea. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks to them. I'm like here. Um, so yeah, and thank you both for coming up with such a cool interview. It really made me reflect. Maria, thank you so much for being with us. We are so excited to talk to you. We loved everything you did in the festival. And also, I know you from Camino, so it was, it was good to see you live. Yeah, it was so great to meet you in person and meet so many amazing artists. Yeah, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So tell us, how did you learn about Aluna Theater and, and what was the journey to working with them in Rutas? Um, okay, so I first learned about Aluna Theater in 2020 when Caltac, uh, the Canadian Latinx Theater Artist Coalition, organized Coyuntura um, here in Vancouver. So it was an international Latinx theater artist gathering. Um, so I was uh, still in school. I was still in theater training. It was my last term, my last year. And, um, and then so I went, I went. And I met Beatriz Pisano, so that's how I was introduced to Aluna Theater. And I also met Pats Resinos, who explained to me, like, oh, there's like caminos and there's rutas. And I was just so excited and I really wanted to be a part of it. And I was really drawn to Beatriz, um, just like... As we all are. Yeah, like just <laughs> how the way she spoke, she was so like honest and like, so much passion. I, I, I was like, I would like to connect. During Coyuntura, I was doing an internship with Playwrights Theater Center here in Vancouver, PTC. That was 2020. Then in 2021, we did, I, I did a dramaturgy program with them, with Heidi Taylor and David Geary um, as mentors. And it was a cohort. So it was a few, three, three of us learning about dramaturgy from these two mentors. They're both amazing. And then we also each got to select additional mentors that we wanted to work with. So because I had met Beatriz Pisano the year before, I was like, ooh, I would like to um, mentor with Beatriz. So it was that connection, like Heidi Taylor, who is the artistic director of Playwrights Theater Center um, and, and was um, uh, overseeing that program, connected me with Beatriz. And so Beatriz and I had like some Zoom meetings. Um, it was like, you know, middle of the pandemic. Uh, and just connected about mainly about creación colectiva. Like I was really curious about like um, ways of making theater that are rooted in Latin America and that have really strong histories and links to social movements. So we mainly connected on that. And then later that year, Caltac was doing a series of educational videos and they had contacted Beatriz to do an educational video on creación colectiva. So then she invited me to work on that with her. And through that, like through learning so much from her and about so many amazing theater companies in Latin America, 
I was like, I have to, I have to go. Like I have to go to El Salvador. So you went to El Salvador before Rutas. Yeah. So like we did that video and I was so inspired. And so I um, organized myself to like make connections with theater artists in El Salvador. So I started doing that in 2021. I, I took a trip and I went to El Salvador and I just was like basically chasing um, theater artists, like going to events and introducing myself. And I met some that I really, really, really was drawn to. And then so I was like, can, do you think we can work together? Um, and that was with Egli Larreinaga, uh, who is the artistic director of Teatro de la Soro and uh, Teatro La Cachada and Asociación Cultural de la Soro. So it's an organization and two theater companies that do tons of amazing, amazing theater and work with local communities. And I worked with a, as a creator and director on a piece that I am creating that's based on one particular story of a great grandmother of mine, but also connected to the current political realities in El Salvador. And I worked with a, with a group of artists. We worked together for two weeks, workshopping a piece. We showed it, we had a small showing and it was, it was really great. And then they invited me to present in one of their big events that was around Independence Day, where there's like a lot of artists take that opportunity to sort of be critical of the political situation. I just had this great opportunity to be working in theater in El Salvador with local artists and showing the work to bigger audiences there. And then I went to Toronto and I met Egli La Reynaga there because she was actually an invited panelist of the Hemispheric Encounters Symposium. So it was really great to see like a collaborator from El Salvador in Toronto. And, and it was really, it was like the things that I had been dreaming of in terms of mm. transcontinental collaborations. I think a big thing that has happened in Rutas and especially this year is collaboration within like different communities, within different countries and bringing a lot of you know, points of view to Rutas. We know that you worked in two amazing plays with two amazing companies. Could you tell us a little bit more about your work with Teatro Linea Sombra? We know you were the life translator, life narrator. How was that experience? It was amazing. I was already uh, quite taken by them because before the mm. festival, Beatriz had sent me information about some of the different companies. And like, as soon as I saw the work of Teatro Lina de Sombra, like I just started researching them. And when I saw their work, like their art work, I was really like, really taken by how, how gorgeous um, their work is. So when I met them, it was just even more amazing because I got to learn about their process and I got to spend a lot of time with them. So basically I kind of, I kind of love everything about them. So I love their process their art like the actual product and then also them as people like they're so funny so funny and so kind and collaborative so it was really amazing and also it, i like i also felt like it was so it was so much like to because i felt like the, the the translator narrator role in that piece it's a, quite central. I've seen videos of the piece in Spanish. And so when it's in Spanish, it's the, the, the Teatro Linea de Sombra performers who deliver 
all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I felt like, okay, this is, this is big. And, and it was so beautiful to work with them. Like they were really, really collaborative, really supportive, supporting me to do, the, to do that part. And also um, like open to ideas and that, that, that I would bring. And it was such a beautiful show. Like actually with both shows, both shows, I was basically like often in the show being like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Like, like a lot. Cause it, I just mm-hmm. found it so beautiful, especially the, the, the songs in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it was Those everything. Yeah. It was everything tied together. Sort of. I felt like, I felt like I was learning. I mean, I was learning the show. I was learning the show as I was mm-hmm. doing it, but it, I felt like it was kind of like a, kind of like a slow build and really that's what it's about right it's about building houses and cement blocks um like an atom or like a build like the the the, the beginning piece of a, of a universe really mm-hmm. so i felt like it was like the show itself was kind of like a slow building of objects and also meaning but it's it's i think it's like hard because you're holding so much space between like two worlds like english and spanish it's like this sense of of being so much part of the show but also have this responsibility of delivering the story so i can't imagine it was a big responsibility i felt it was a big responsibility yeah but we i don't know when we saw we were we for one second i didn't thought it was you because I was like, oh, it seems like you were such a part of the piece. And then I was like, wait, that's Maria. <laughs> like it was like, because it was so well connected that you wouldn't even believe that this was like uh, three, five days work and then it opened. Like you were so present. So glad to hear that um, from you. Um, like as, you know, as somebody who witnessed it, right? From mm-hmm. as an audience member, I really did feel very, very deeply connected they were very welcoming like they were very collaborative like there was something about i don't know i don't i can't even i don't know what it is yeah it was just i i don't know how to describe it just spending time with them like having i guess maybe having researched i felt a strong connection to it maybe mm-hmm. also because of the, the work that i had recently been doing in el salvador working in spanish mm-hmm. working with like other latin american people there's there's just, I felt like there was some, some really beautiful sharing that happens on those levels, you know? And then we know you also were part of Children of Fire and you were only supposed to only be the assistant director. And then you ended up being part of the ensemble of the show. So <laughs> yeah. can you tell us first what brought you to this project? And then tell us the story about how you just end up on stage two, three days before opening. <laughs> okay. okay, so I... Just as part of my continued interest to to ment- to be in mentorship with Beatriz Pisano, I submitted a grant proposal to the BC Arts Council to to for professional development, and, mm. and my proposal was to do a residency with um, Aluna Theater with the Rutas Festival and specifically uh, working with Beatriz Pisano. Um, so that's that's how um, I. I was in that role initially to be the assistant director was to to mm-hmm. work with her to learn from her. I'm very interested in continuing to grow my own emerging directing practice. It's something that I love. So I really wanted to learn from her. I really love the work that she does and that 
she's been doing it for so long, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so that was basically the idea. And then I showed up on the first day of rehearsal and I had just closed Pequeños Territorios with Teatro Línea de Sombra. And I was like, whoa, that was a lot. That was so beautiful. That was a lot. I really need a more chill week. This is great. This is perfect um, to sit with my computer and like, you know, support the process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I walk in and I'm like, Dad, like, how are you? Do you need a coffee? And she, she's like, no, I need you on stage. You know, she asked me, she did ask me. It wasn't like completely like that. She was like, hey, like, this is what's going on. Would you be willing to go, go on stage? I mean, it was right at the beginning of the process one of the actors uh, was was sick and could not continue. So it was, you know, it was 11 11 a.m. on Tuesday and the show was opening on Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, do you think you can do this? And I was like, oh my God, if Bea is asking me this, it must be, you know, the, the best, the better option. And I was like, yes, Beatrice, like, yes. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm here. Like I'm in, I was like, I'm in Toronto. Like I'm here to learn like this fest. It was kind of like the energy of the festival. Like if it was a river, it would really felt like really, really exciting, really busy and really exciting. And I was like, this is, this is, this is like, this mm-hmm. is the beautiful work that the whole Aluna team is doing. And it's like moving, it's moving. And so yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to like jump in and keep moving with it. Like I was already in it. Like I had, I, I was already feeling that. I don't know why, but I said yes. And then I was like, I got to learn this fast because it was such an important show. It was such an important show. And like Betty's was really, like I could see it on every, I had read, obviously I had read the script, like I prepared. And it's really important show. It's on um, Kurdish women fighters mm-hmm. and so much about women's rights. With the, with the movement for women's rights in Iran right now. Yeah. And, and it was very clear to me because I had been in El Salvador. I had not, mm-hmm. you know, like I, in El Salvador, I had just come from El Salvador and then suddenly I was here and I was really hearing it. And I kept coming out of the subway in Toronto, like trying to find my way. And there were protests, like big, big giant protests. And people were chanting and I, and I, I didn't even understand the words that I was I could feel it really deeply because that is what my work centers on women's experiences and women's bodies and women's rights and stories so I always I mean I focus very much on El Salvador but I really feel it on a larger larger scale like I feel it so I kept encountering those protests in Toronto and and so I I knew and I could see everyone's faces in the room and it was like we cannot cancel this show at this time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, learn this fast and make it work because it's, it's so important. And it was, it was, there was so much, there was so much um, movement and conversation happening about it before it even opened. And then of course mm-hmm. it was sold out that they added a show. And then when I heard that they added a show, because I was already like three shows, you can do this. Like you can do this. And I was like, oh my God. Now it's four shows. Okay. Like it's just, never ended. Yeah, just like keep going. <laughs> it was just like, keep going. Just like go. And it was it was such a beautiful team. Yeah. It was such a beautiful team and a beautiful script. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we had the opportunity to actually talk to them as well. And you can easily tell that it's like a beautiful theme and a great story. So like, I mean, we enjoyed your performance. We thought like you fit it right in. So it's amazing how like in just like, I guess, two days <laughs> you were able to like connect and, you know, like help support the story and like make this story possible, like for people to see it. Anything can happen at Rutas. Yes. Is there a, something that you learned while working the festival that you will carry to your artistic practice? Um, there is so much. <laughs> There's so much in terms of moments. I just loved the moments in those performances, mm. like the moment of the of the hippopotamus and the song in oh, Pequeños yeah. Territorios. That just like mm, it's like right in my heart, right in there. Mm -hmm. And then so many moments in Children of Fire as well. Watching the other women work because it, that was the form of the piece that. Mm -hmm. There were monologues and we we were sitting around a fire i would get to experience the the other monologues so one of my yeah i i just have a favorite moment from that from from that show when it's like a really uh, the kind of sort of deep monologue and then and then another woman is asking one of the fighters is asking anna shatterton one of the, the playwright if she, if, she, if she wants to have a shower anyway and then there's like this big laughter so it's like the combination of deep kind of kind of the heartfelt and then something funny where the audience mm. just oh would always laugh at that moment um and also in terms of uh moments the just dancing dancing with all of you the <laughs> the, the people the, the the sort of community that you have in toronto was so beautiful and i was so happy to dance with all of you that was definitely highlights. I love the, the closing parties where you can just be like this collective of we're just gonna yeah. dance like just yep. dance and music that we kind of like oh know, my gosh the music was amazing feel. the DJ was amazing what was their name the DJ yeah. Yeah. DJ Sophia Fly oh best my yeah, gosh. shout out to our favorite oh. DJ in the world oh. <laughs> and speaking of Rutas Rutas was born out of the desire to bring art from across the Americas to Toronto to encounter new perspectives, voices, and ideas, and to engage in conversations of our arts and human rights. So, Maria, what conversations or engagement do you hope the festival brought to our audiences? I hope that it was kind of the questions around how different forms of theater there can be. That there's like dance theater, or dance installation theater, or verbatim theater, or like documentary mythology theater, research mm -hmm. theater, like also object theater and and sort of this questioning of live translation and translation uh, like how embedded it can be how it is i think a performance in itself and and also how the the political aspects of theater can be in in the form not just in the content of a piece but also in the form that it takes so i really hope that because there was so much every, everything i just said was in the festival like there were all those types of theater and more So kind of like questions around challenging uh, traditional forms of theater, creating new forms of theater um, that um, that uh, expand not only how we create art, but also how we think of the world and how we can create social change. Every episode, we ask our current guests to pose a question to the next guest so we can keep the conversation going across practices and across borders. The question we have for you comes from the co-creator and director 
of Siranush, Carla Melo. And the question is, how has the piece, or the pieces in your case, uh, you share or worked on at Rutas might influence your future creations? Well, I think they're going to influence me deeply. Uh, mm. <laughs> that, that I can say for sure. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to just carry so much forward from both of the pieces. Um, I feel like both of the pieces, both questioned form and also had really interesting processes of how to make art. And actually, actually in both pieces, the, the process was the piece. Uh, and Jorge mm. Vargas from Teatro Línea de Sombra talks about that. Like that is part of how they work, that the process is the piece. And I really actually felt that in, in Children of Fire as well, because the, the, the process of how they um, traveled to the mountains in Kurdistan, like how they uh, created the piece, their actual journey and the, and the interviews is the piece. Their, the relationship between, um, between the artists, uh, between Sharzad Arshadi and Anna Shatterton, the relationship between them as artists, as creators, making this play is in the play. It's such a big part of the story of the play. So I think those are two pieces, kind of the questioning of form and the really interesting processes that become the piece. Wow. And to keep the conversation going, what is a, uh, a question that you would like to ask our next guest? Okay, I guess I'm curious about two things. Okay, what was like a, a moment of like big joy from this Rutas Festival? What was a moment of big joy? And what was like a moment that like, like really tugged at your heart or like really like was deeply like touching cool great questions yeah. thank you so much for talking thank to us. you thank you so much we admire you so much it was so great to meet you in person and, and also so amazing to have this conversation and, and get to know your art a little bit more because when we met you at Caminos it was just a snippet and to keep getting to know you more and more because we are oh big fans. yes please thank you and I really hope so I would love to, to, to come back to Toronto and connect with all of you. We're speaking from Takoronto. This is the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, the Nashinabe, the Wendat, and Mississaugas of the Credit. This land is covered by the Digi One Spoon Wampum and Treaty 13, also known as the Toronto Purchase. Araluna. We remember that people can begin to heal when they are hurt. We are committed to artful participation in disagreements. We are committed to unsettling ourselves towards connection, respect, and justice for all people who now live in this city, which has been a meeting place since time immemorial. Radio Luna Teatro is supported by Aluna Theatre with support from the Toronto Arts Council, the Ontario Arts Council, the Canada Council for the Arts, the Department of Canadian Heritage, and TD Bank. Aluna Theater is Beatriz Pisano and Trevor Shellness. Radio Aluna Teatro is produced by Monica Garrido and Lucia Linares. For more about Aluna Theater, visit us at alunatheater.ca, follow at Aluna Theater on Twitter or Instagram, or like us on Facebook. <laughs>